Welcome to Invisible, a masterclass in global education powered by Brain Wonders in partnership with Helio Sedicor, Ambiclass, and Fertada School of Music. The third edition of Masterclass series will take you on a short journey of transformation. We are so thrilled to introduce you with 30 global educators selected from 30 different countries. In this masterclass, Innovative topics, informative content, and progressive ideas are being shared with you. We remain hopeful that this and forthcoming sessions will inspire you to bring about that possible change to take your school community to a new direction of development. My name is Namrita, and I will be your moderator for today. I represent India's largest counseling organization, Brain Wonders, with 108 global centers. Brain Wonders has been revolutionizing the face of academic guidance, career development, and personality growth via its US patented DMIT and online psychometric test. Founded by Mr. Manish Naidu, over the past decade, Brain Wonders has been nationally awarded on seven different platforms, including recognition for being the most trusted and digitally innovative career counseling company. Excellence and passion is what Brain Wonders strives for. And with that, let's begin today's session. Before I welcome today's speaker, I request all our audience to truly immerse themselves in the session and hold their questions, which will be addressed right after this session. I present to you today's speaker, Mr. Tekin Berensil, who is joining us from Turkey. Tekin Berensil was born in Germany in 1975 and lived there until he was 10. He graduated from Bojaki University as a math teacher and started working as a math teacher in a private school and taught math to middle and high school students. In his third year, he became the head of mathematical department and dean of students in a new establishing private dormitory school. In his fifth year, he became the school principal in a K-8 school and afterwards continued his administrative roles in different private high schools, applying the IB curriculum and programs. During his career, he took several IB trainings such as IB coordination, administration and joined several IB symposiums, also attending and graduating successfully from the PTC, that is the Principal's Training Center. The four subjects he took during his PTC trainings are leadership and group dynamics, curriculum leadership, the effective principle and instruction supervision and evaluation. He had the opportunity to experience K-12 school leadership as a teacher, mid-level and high-level administrator. He is currently married and has a daughter and a son. He had also had the opportunity to start up two IB World schools. He has also had the experience as a boarding school administrator. He is still the head of the foundation school in Istanbul which is on the way to be accredited by both IGCSE as well as the IB and also shared his experiences with different school administrators, teachers, and on very different occasions. And that is exactly what he'll be bringing forth in today's session. Over to you, Mr. Baransil. Thank you, Namrata, for the introduction. First of all, can you hear me? Yes, sir, you're very much audible. <clears throat> okay, first of all, I want to thank to the organization and say hello to all the audience filled with great educators who are willing to develop themselves with new perspectives to serve better for their students 
and their children. It's a great pleasure for me to be invited to represent Turkey in such an activity. There were great speakers from all over the world in the past few days, and there will be a couple of more. The more the experience and thoughts are shared, the better education can be formed. And the new formed education, the better formed education, will benefit not only to India, not only to Turkey, it will benefit to all the world. This whole combination is for the better possibility for the students' education, which is our first priority. It's obvious that we need education for a better, peaceful, wealthy, and healthy world. Yeah, as you mentioned, I was born in 1975 in Germany and started my school life when I was four in Germany. My parents had to work in a factory and I had, I had to go to school. We moved to Turkey when I was 10 and started fourth grade in Turkey. It wasn't easy, but I had to adapt. I had to wear a black uniform. I had to quit handwriting. I had to use instead of, I had to use pencil instead of a pen. This was one of my biggest challenges in my childhood. At the end, I graduated as a math teacher in 2000, in the age of 25, and 21 years as a student, and this is my 21st year as a teacher. I had experience being a math teacher, head of department, being an assistant principal to middle and high school students, and had the experience as a school principal in K-12 schools, mostly in sky school, high schools, including boarding schools. I worked as an administrator in IBDP schools and had the opportunity to join a lot of international trainings and had the opportunity to talk to educators from all over the world. We had a lot of discussions with these uh, highly valued educators, but when we come up to the core, uh, everybody had the same question mark in their minds. The question appeared in my mind when I was in university, when one of my professors asked the question, what are schools for? Have you ever thought about a world where there were no schools? And shared some statistics affecting of, edu of education to socioeconomic life of people. It was a different question in the university and uh, all my friends had to look to each other and they had no idea about this question. What are schools for was my question and will be in my mind until I die, I guess. <clears throat> Let's, let me share my PowerPoint presentation. Just a minute. Okay. What are schools for? This is my question and this is my title of the presentation. First of all, according to dictionaries, let's look at what school is. According to the dictionaries, first of all, Collins Press says that school is a place where children are educated. According to Cambridge, school is a place where children go to be educated. And there's an institution in Turkey, uh, Turkish language institution, and according to our institution, school is the place where all kinds of education and trainings are held collectively. These definitions and generally what the world school refers to school is mainly education. And when we check the definition from the dictionaries again, okay, and when we look to the definition of education again, uh, according to Collins Press Education is D 
the act of process of acquiring knowledge, especially systematically during childhood and adolescence, and is a theory of teaching and learning. And according to Cambridge again, it's the process of teaching and learning in a school or college, uh, or the knowledge that you get from this. And according to our institution, education is helping children and young people to acquire the knowledge, skills, and understanding necessary to take their place in society life, develop their personalities, directly or indirectly, in or outside of school. It's more complicated in our institution's explanations. It might be a little bit boring, but as a teacher, trainer, school consultant, and principal, I recognize that people involving in schools has forgot, forgotten what some of the definitions of the key concepts are. That's why I find it quite helpful with starting from the beginning. And before ending this part, I checked some of the Indian schools goals, which are similar to the rest of the schools around the world. Let me give some examples from the Indian schools. To provide, a, to provide each student a diverse education in a safe, supportive environment. The goal is to promote sound values, self-discipline, motivation, and excellence in learning. To assist the students in developing skills to become independent, self-sufficient adults who will succeed and contribute responsibly in a global community. To nurture individuals towards excellence in a happy, value-based and progressive learning community. To strive to instill more moral values, leadership qualities, sense of social service, and a desire to excel. To endeavor to expose young learners to a wide spectrum of cultural learning and empower our students to achieve excellence, and so on. To summarize, the school is the place for education. Education is a theory of teaching and learning which help youngsters, the students, to be prepared for the community and future. This is also the result of the school's vision, mission, and goals. When we listen to teachers, they also tell similar things. Classroom teachers, subject teachers, it doesn't matter. They all express the word education, first of all, to define their roles in the school. This means we all are responsible for the development of a child, whether he or she is five years old or 18 years old. We all have to be experts of pedagogy in the field related with, with our teaching level. And we have to plan our lessons accordingly to, uh, to be filled with all areas of develop, development of a child. Let's check development. Development refers to certain changes that occur in human beings between conception or birth to death and can be divided into different aspects such as physical, personal, social, and cognitive. We also have to accept that students develop in different rates. You can easily observe it in your classrooms. Some develop faster and some than the others. <clears throat> development is relatively ordered. You sit before you walk, babble before you talk, or addition before algebra. Development is, takes place gradually very rarely changes appear overnight. 
At this point, I strongly, especially, uh, recommend lower class teachers to encourage their children to make and act on choices, which means avoid interrupting children who are very involved in what they are doing. Offer positive choices to the students. Make sure that each child has a chance to experience success. Avoid competitive games when the range of abilities in class is great. Try it in small steps. Let them all see what success is. Encourage make believe with a wide variety of roles. Role-playing activities, if possible with costumes, of course, and avoid monopolizes monopolizing play games. Be tolerant to accidents and mistakes, especially when children are attempting to do something on their own. Recognize the attempt, even the product is unsatisfactory. This is very important. Please uh, recognize the attempt, even the product is unsatisfactory. Make sure that students have opportunities to set realistic goals and work towards them. Begin with short assignments. Monitor students by setting up progress checkpoints. Give students the chance to show their independence responsibilities. Tolerate honest mistakes. Provide support to students who seem discouraged. The discouraged students need help. Use individual charts and contracts that show student progress. Be tolerant for their facts as long as they don't offend their, the others or interfere with learning. Discuss the facts of earlier eras. Give realistic feedback about themselves. When students misbehave or perform poorly, make sure they understand the consequences of their behavior. Be very objective. Value and accept all pupils for their attempts as well as their accomplishments. Make sure that the environment is safe physically and psychologically. And be aware of your own biases and expectations, which we mostly uh, don't think about. These are the key headings that we have to pay attention to develop identity for the students, which is the most important thing we have to be careful about. Development of a child is one side of the coin, and the other side is preparing them for the real life. The life after they finish formal education, the time and place when they are citizens and are in control of their own lives, which means the things we are doing in school, in class right now, will be in effect after at least 10 to up to 20 years, depending on the level of the student right now. Do you have any idea about it? Have you ever thought about this reality? Do we have an idea of what the world will look like in 2040, for example? To make it more complex, when we think about a kindergarten student, what we are teaching right now as a skill or the moral education part, of course, I'm not talking about the subject uh, education, the teaching part. The thing that we are doing right now will be applied to real life at least 20 years later and the student will work until at least 2080 and will live until two, 2100. Now let's check what the future projection is and what we are doing right now. 
The new generation, the new generation will live more than 100 years. They will work actively nearly 50, 60 years. In 10 up to 15 years timeline, 80% of the jobs, professions right now, won't exist and we don't know what new professions will be then. They will change their professions during their lives many times. It doesn't mean they are going to change the company. They are going to change their companies and they are going to change their professions during their uh, working period. I only mentioned some of the common items according to different sources. Again, according to today's needs and future needs, some skills are specified again by different authorities. I'll mention some of those skills that will be in place in the future. It started already, but in the future, these skills will be more important than today. Collaboration teamwork. This contradicts directly with what we are doing right now. With the central exams, uh, we are raising individual students. We are not focusing on teamwork or collaboration. Creativity, innovation, critical thinking, problem solving, <clears throat> flexibility and adaptability to new uh, occasions, information literacy, which includes also technology, leadership skills, communication, both written and oral, initiative, technology literacy, lifelong learning, productivity, productivity, accountability, and we can add more to them like awareness or ethics. Now, if this is, if is, this is the case, which I strongly believe that this is the case, then we all are doing the wrong things in our schools for our children, for our students. Of course, there are systems existing for a long time that prevent us to do the right things, such as college entrance exams, IELTS, TOEFL, SAT, IB, AP tests, and other governmental issues. For example, in Turkey, uh, we have to apply the curriculum uh, prepared by the Ministry of Education and whether you're a private school or state school, you have to apply that curriculum in your school. It's a must. But the biggest obstacle is us, ourselves, as teachers. We have been experiencing this system from the age six up to today. First part as a student and the second part as a teacher. This is what we had seen and learned and don't know how to make the change. And some has an idea what to do, but that group doesn't want to leave their comfort zone. They are happy with the things that they're doing right now. Not only in Turkey or India, but also the whole world has to think and has to make a change. Cars, hospitals, stores, factories, devices, or everything is developing and changing. The world is changing, but schools don't change. This change will be a great revolution. Why don't we start today? One teacher is enough to make the change in class with their students. One principal is enough to start the change among the school. Why not? Maybe the future seems too far. Let's check the conditions for today. What are we doing today? Are we doing good things today? The research among the high school graduates accepted by different universities showed that they can score high in the exams 
but they don't know how to set goals. They don't know how to manage their time. They don't know how to plan. They don't know how to learn. They don't know how to communicate. They don't know how to present what they did. They don't know how to collaborate and they don't know how to solve problems. This is not enough. They don't know also how to focus. They don't know how to use the technology other than games, WhatsApp, Instagram, or other social media applications. They don't know how to research. The only thing they know is Googling. They don't know how to balance their relations, sacrifice for future rewards, tolerate differences, adapt to new environments, show respect to other cultures. Do you think these adults are going to learn those skills in the universities? Of course not. They may, but they only will adapt and try to stay alive. Dear colleagues, it's our job. These skills should be given before they graduate from the high school. Some skills will be, must be given in the kindergarten level, some in primary level, some in the middle school level, and mostly has to be reinforced in the high school. It should be a part of their body. It should be a part of their minds. What about more basic skills? We never think about these skills. Cooking, sewing, farming, nailing, shopping, repairing, traveling, etc. These are the skills that will help them to stay alive but we are not focusing on these kind of skills either. When will the children be mature enough to cook, to farm, to nail, to see, to repair, to shop, to travel, or to complain? As a conclusion to this part, it's obvious that the system that guides us doesn't seem to prepare the children both for today and the future. I'm going to share with you right now uh, related with this topic. Of course, you may not agree, but the reality is obvious. We are still teaching, just teaching. We are trying to fill the students' minds with the knowledge that they can easily reach today. The reality is that when we look back to humanity history, for thousands of years, we learned from our parents by observing and applying it to real life. With the Agrarian civilization, it turned to be master-apprentice relationship, which was more influential and logical. The schooling system that is similar to today started nearly 200 years ago. The aim was to train workers for the industrial society. No need to think, no creativity. Today, the level of creativity among preschool level is more than 95%. And the level of creativity at the end of education is below 5%. This has to have a conclusion in all the educators' minds. At the beginning, when they are in kindergarten, the creativity level is 95%, and at the end, it's below 5%. This is what uh, normal formal education is for. This system was never appropriate for the humans. Why is it so much criticized now? In today's conditions, where we taught industry 4050 or 60, something like that, we need smart 
creative, innovative workers for our survival. And this current schooling system is not appropriate to graduate these kind of people, humans, to real life. I know that making change is not easy in our profession, but we have to somehow make the change and start a new uh, school life for the students. Some suggestions from my perspective, make it relevant, prepare the curriculum relevant to students' needs. If you have to apply a master curriculum like us in Turkey, try to make it as relevant as much as you can. Don't waste time with factual knowledge and memorization. These parts can be easily uh, found by the students themselves. It should be meaningful to students. Teach true disciplines, which we can also call as concept-based education. Learning should take place through, this, through uh, the disciplines. This needs coordination and planning before the school year begins. And I tried it and applied it in my previous schools. And right now, I can strongly suggest that teaching among disciplines is 100% uh, beneficial for the students. Develop lower and higher thinking skills. I want to give an example from Singapore. Singapore. Singapore's national educational success validates this trade off. Through its teach less, learn more education reform, teachers cover far less material than do teachers in may, many other countries, but cover it in depth so that students will master lower and higher order concepts. Encourage transfer of learning. Students must apply the skills and knowledge they gain in one discipline to another. They must also apply what they learn in school to other areas of their lives. This is what education is for, actually. Teach students to learn to learn. Educating them for the 21st century requires teaching them how to learn on their own. This is something that uh, most of our teachers, uh, including myself, uh, are having difficulty in uh, because we don't know how to learn to learn. Address misunderstanding directly. Learners have many misunderstandings about how the world re really works and they hold on to these misconceptions until they have the opportunity to build alternative explanations based on experience. Teamwork is an outcome and promotes learning. Teamwork is the biggest skill that the 21st century also is asking for. The ability to collaborate with others is an important 21st century skill. The science of learning tells us that it's not only a desirable outcome, it's also an important condition for optimal learning. Students learn better with peers. Exploit technology to support learning, which is uh, not a discussion item. Technology is a must for the future and all the new students who are going to be prepared for the future has to learn at least the level of technology that they're going to use in their profession, in their lives. Foster students' creativity. Creativity is the cognitive ability to produce novel and valuable ideas. Eight 
Creativity is prized in the economic, civic, and global spheres because it sparks innovations that can create jobs, address challenges, and motivate social and individual progress. Like intelligence and learning capacity, creativity is not a fixed characteristic that people either have or do not have. Rather, it's incremental such that the students can learn to be creative. I'm going to end my presentation here and thank to all of you. Uh, and now, and I'm going to express that I was, I was really, really, very excited. Uh, this was my first experience having a, uh, joining an activity on a computer screen. I used to do these kind of uh, uh, workshops, let's say, face-to-face uh, -face a lot of time, but because of the conditions right now, it's not possible. And this is my first uh, time that I'm doing it online. That's why, uh, again, sorry for my uh, excitement. Now I can answer your questions. Thank you, sir. Uh, we definitely enjoyed the session. The video that you, uh, that you suggested and shared with all of us was quite provoking. Uh, and uh, it did, it did. Uh, I think uh, throughout your presentation, you know, we there was a lot of points where we had to think and reflect and actually, you know, dig a little deeper about what exactly are we doing and what is our mission, uh, mission and vision as educators. So I definitely enjoyed the session and now we open the platform to the participants. Uh, uh, the participants can start posting the questions on the chat box or use the activity section for the same. And I'm sure uh, Mr. Taikin will be happy to assist us with the queries. Meanwhile, sir, there's a lot of uh, lot of appreciation for uh, your session uh, till now. As uh, we have people who are in complete agreement with you. Uh, and also, Vatsila Singh has said that as lifelong learners, it is important that we unlearn, relearn, reflect, and then learn again. So yes, you have definitely, uh, you have definitely, you know, sort of make that the educator in all of us today. And that I think is very, very important. So audience, yes. move forward to your questions now. Uh, yes, so we have the first question right now. Telva Salvaji is asking, what is your opinion on children choosing 100% of what they learn? What I understand from the question is, uh, the students will choose what they want to learn, everything. Uh, maybe I cannot uh, accept 100%, but 90% I can accept. Uh, I think the children, uh, after a maturation level, uh, should have the right to choose what they're going to learn. Uh, this is what schools are for. That's my opinion. But first of all, at the beginning, in the kindergarten level or in the first uh, years of primary school, uh, I think some basic uh, concepts and uh, basic information should be given. Uh, after that period, I think the students have to have the right to choose what they are going to learn. 
this will motivate them, this will uh, pop out their creativity and uh, this won't kill their uh, enthusiasm about education and their future. 90% uh, agree, Selva, uh, about what she has written for the question. I agree with you, sir. I think it is up to us to at least um, help the students get a sample, a little bit of exposure, a little bit of experience of what the world has to offer. And after that, they can be, once they have experienced certain things, they can then, you know, maybe pick what they like and move ahead with it. But I think as educators, it is our responsibility that that exposure and that openness is something that we have to provide day in and day out. With that, we move on to our second. Sorry, yes, sir. You're saying something? No, I'm just uh, reading the questions and uh, I want to share one of my experience. Uh, in my previous school, uh, which was a school for uh, high talented students, uh, a high school, a full boarding school, uh, I observed that this teacher and the principal and the school uh, should only uh, prepare a safe environment for the students. They know what to do, they know what to ask, they know what to research and they know what to learn. And the only thing that the teachers and the school itself is to serve uh, among the students' needs. And I enjoyed it a lot and I saw that uh, what I was thinking was uh, right and it was applied there. Uh, that's why I strongly believe that the school, the teacher, uh, the principal, the other personnel uh, has the role just to uh, help the students in the field that they are willingly to work on. Uh, that was my experience uh, in the high talented school. Thank you, sir, for sharing that with us. Narendra Bayana has a second question of the evening. He's asking, can you specify any 21st century skills with reference to the online education and the webinar meetings slash classes? Of course, this uh, period is a new period. We didn't uh, experience this before. Uh, it's not easy to teach a subject and skill at the same time on online platforms. Uh, when I look to Turkey, as I mentioned before, we have a centralized curriculum which we have to teach to the students. And this is a very heavy loaded curriculum. That's why uh, most of our time uh, on online education is mostly uh, spent for uh, lecturing. Uh, we don't have enough time uh, to do skill training programs among uh, online education. But uh, somehow we have to all think about what we can do online uh, also to develop the skills for the 21st century. We have some applications like uh, we divided students into groups. Most of our uh, homeworks and projects are uh, given to a uh, group of students 
to let them collaborate to each other. Uh, most of the homeworks uh, are given to the students. At the end, they have to present it uh, individually uh, online uh, or they have to take videos about it to promote their presentation skills. Uh, we are trying our best. Uh, I think all the schools and all the countries has to find a solution for the skill training among uh, online education. But in Turkey, uh, it's really hard because, as I mentioned before, we have a really heavy uh, loaded curriculum which we have to teach to the students uh, online. Thank you, sir. That was quite insightful and uh, definitely it was a val very valid question as well, especially during today's times and not only during today's times. I think we are moving towards a world any which ways, you know, which is more centered and I think during your suggestions also, you know, you had pointed out that using the technology the right way and allowing the students also to use it and benefit from it the right way is very important. And that is where you like how you said that those skills would come. So thank you for that. Audience, we do have the time for one final question. If anybody has, we can take one last question so you can post it. All right. So we have Ms. Selva Saudaji asking, what is your opinion on democratic schools? What's my opinion about democratic schools? Uh, I think there should be no opinion about this. I think all the schools has to be democratic. Uh, I think all the students, parents, teachers uh, has to have an, a thought about what's going on and everybody will, must have the right to uh, give an impact in schools, vision, mission, and the goals. Uh, in my schools that I work, I strongly give importance to uh, parent-teacher association. I strongly, I strongly give importance to student council. Uh, I always have meetings with these groups. I always uh, set. Uh, meetings together with the PTA and student council together and for example right now each Friday uh, I'm having meetings with teachers, head of departments, uh, student council and parent-teacher associations. Uh, I make four different uh, meetings and I'm asking the same question to the, all of these groups in these meetings. How are we going? What do you think? Uh, in what areas do you think we should make change uh, like these questions? And we are uh, trying to find out the best solution after each uh, Friday meetings. Uh, I'm strongly uh, a fan of being a democratic school. Uh, otherwise, we, sh we cannot see what we are doing wrong. Uh, or we cannot see where we are lacking. Uh, that's why I'm strongly a fan of a democratic school.
thank you sir that was a very wisely answered if i could put it like that so audience i think we are still good on time so in case there is any few any questions that anybody of you wants to ask still i think we we can still take one more question uh, sir has been quite crisp and uh, precise with the way he has answered very clear that is something that i appreciate quite appreciate quite a lot and that does leave us a time for just one final question in case anybody has all right so okay so i think we do not have any more questions coming in thank you sir for such a comprehensive and very informative and to a certain extent a very applicable session at no point did i feel that it was uh, too complicated at no point did i feel that it was uh, it was uh, too high fi you know that what you were saying all of them seemed so such simple concepts such important concepts yet like i said in the beginning they were quite thought provoking um you, okay we do have actually one more question if you are okay can i present it to you how do you meet the state standards in your school uh, yes uh, do you mean sarah do you mean the government standards yes i am assuming she uh, she refers to the state curriculum or based uh, specifications that are required uh it's not a question in our country we have to meet the state standards we have to apply it 100% in our schools uh but if we are applying igcsc or ib this is a plus to the state standards we are doing the state standards 100% plus the ib standards or igcsc standards none of the schools in turkey has a right to skip some of the standards of the government that's not the question mark in our country <laughs> uh, we have to apply what is set if you want to apply something extra that should be an extra uh, application thank you sir i must uh, i must say that i feel that it is then definitely a very intelligently designed uh, curriculum which would address so many aspects of not only academic development from so many like the, like i said the government perspective the ib perspective but also you know uh, as it was very 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 much highlighted during your session the life skills perspective which is very important so thank you for that thank you so for joining us today and it was definitely our honor to hear you and learn so many things from you like i said and it it will definitely i can i know that it will all be applied in in a phased manner but it will definitely work out because like i said you had simplified things so very well for us that is thank that you is something that we appreciate it was a pleasure for me thank you <laughs> all right audience so that was for today's session tomorrow we will meet again for one final session of this beautiful series i'll see you tomorrow at 5 o'clock